MLM Nation, episode 223. We think that, you know, the bigger we get, the easier it gets wrong. If you want a big paycheck, you need to be prepared to handle big problems. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. For just $1, you can get all access to over 17 training courses, weekly coaching, you can ask me questions, 30 newsletters, and network with top distributors. Go get a dollar trial to MLM Nation Insider at MLMNationInsider.com. Again, that is MLMNationInsider.com. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chen, and let me ask you, what's your purpose and vision? My purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact on as many lives as possible. That's why I founded ML Nation. You know, I'm loud and proud to be a network marketing profession because, number one, ML allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. Number two, ML allows us to give back more to the world. And number three, network marketing allows us to be better parents because you're always leading by example and creating that legacy. And our mission at ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors achieve a full-time income. Listeners out there, you must have a clear purpose and vision. Otherwise, you never do the uncomfortable things unnecessary for success to happen. The purpose, your purpose and vision is so, so important. That's what I just want to remind you. So, um, and before we start our show, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing trainings and stories just like ML Nation. Go check them out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now here's the iTunes review of the day. Comes from, he says, uh, no more obstacles. <laughs> I like your name from the U.S. No more obstacles. And the t- subject is don't miss out on the tiny shift episode. Simon, what a great job you're doing. Thanks for such relevant, easy to implement and understand delivery of seriously useful information. Can't wait to hear more and leverage it all. So thank you for sharing that. No more obstacles. I love you. I love your name. I'm talking about visualizing. I love the I handle that. No more obstacles. And uh, the tiny shift episode. A good a shout out to episode 146. Actually, I had to look that up. We've done so many by Phil Gertis. Is one tiny shift proven to produce extraordinary growth? Go check that out. Episode 146. Uh, if you haven't listened to one, that was a good one. Talk about sometimes success. We're stuck stuck in a rut. It just takes one little shift the way you look at things, and we have success. Right? That we get different results. So just go to uh, mlnation.net forward slash 146 for that. So thank you for sharing that. And remember, if you like these. Uh, the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Just takes one to two minutes. Please do that. That just helps the, our team, but also helps other people find the show. So you're giving back as well. So thank you again. And now let's go to today's special show. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Melanie Greeno. Melanie, are you ready to make it happen? I am always ready, Simon. I'm excited. Melanie Greeno has earned millions as a network marketing profession, has been published in Success from Home, Your Business from Home, and co-authored the book, The Art and Science of Success, Volume 2. Not only is she the wife of Greg Greeno, who's been appeared on ML Nation before, but Melanie is also an international so after speaker, business leader, and coach who 
brings the fire and delivers results. So Melanie, I love that bio that you have, and I'll give the ML Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. Thank you, Simon. Well, I, uh, prior to actually network marketing, was running two traditional businesses. I was pastoring a church. I was a uh, inner city youth minister. I had a couple foster kids. I was doing everything in my power to try and get ahead. I did not want to live an average ordinary life. Uh, that's kind of always been in me. And actually, Simon, something you may not know about me uh, was 15 years prior to that, I was actually a broke, homeless, single mom with a year old baby living in a woman's shelter due to circumstances out of my control. And I really had to make some decisions with my life. What was I going to do? And so that set me on the path of becoming an entrepreneur because I'm absolutely terrible at being an employee. Now enter network marketing. So I did get introduced kind of, you know, by my mom's friend and, and uh, saw an opportunity. And one thing I saw, Simon, was the numbers. Numbers don't lie. People can tell all kinds of stories, but numbers are solid. And when I took a look at the numbers, I'll never forget that fate-filled day. I was sitting down looking at a comp plan and I thought, man, that thing's possible. And so I did get started. And as you heard, the rest is history. Now, let's go back to your past because uh, a lot of people feel like they have it tough. Uh, but I don't think it gets any tougher than being homeless, single mom, living in the shelter. So what did you, how did you get out of that situation? And even though, I know, even though this is before that we're marketing, but I think that showed you you had a lot of resilience and mental toughness. So how did you get out of that? You know, I uh, will never forget a moment in time where I had to sit down and basically beg the government for a check so I could get a, a place to live with my daughter. And the lady sitting across from the table from me, although I'm sure she's seen a lot of horrible uh, situations, people lying and trying to gain money, really treated me poorly. She treated me like I was a leech on the government. And I had been working really hard up until that point. And like I said, had ended up in this situation and needed to fix it. And I really did have a desire to change my life. And I remember sitting there thinking, I will never put my financial uh, stability in another human being's hands again. Uh, cause I was prior to that a stay at home mom. You know, I had everything, you know, the nice house, all that stuff. And all of a sudden I had nothing. And so how I did it, Simon, was I literally in that moment decided that I d- didn't matter what I had to do, where I had to go, what I had to learn. And I also have my secret weapon with it, which is my faith. You know, God is always with me. And so with all those things combined, I just decided that I would go do it. And so I did, uh, through a series of events, uh, get a little apartment and start working towards, uh, understand, Simon, I would get up in the morning. I started doing psychology at school. I would get up and study from 5 to 7 in the morning. And then my daughter would get out of bed and I'd play with her. And then I went to work, actually. I would study, go to school during the day, and then I went to work from 8 at night till 3 in the morning. I would get home, and I would get up and do it all over again. But, you know, God provides, and and things are good, and I just kept moving forward. And and probably one of the things I can say, Simon, yes, it takes resilience, but it also takes the ability to be a tennis ball and not an egg. A lot of people, when they get down, down on their luck or down on the chips, you know, the deck is stacked against them, their lip hangs low and they start to mope about. But what life has taught me is that life will give me exactly what I demand. And so if we can act like a tennis ball and bounce back, the faster you bounce back and get up off the pavement, 
the faster you can keep moving forward. So that's kind of how I moved out of that situation. And then, like I said, God is faithful and, and really opened a lot of doors for me that otherwise I don't believe would have been opened. I love that tennis ball and not an egg. I love it because you get a, we get a lot of bounces in life. A lot. A lot. It's very good. <laughs> so when you got started, you jumped in right away in network marketing. What was the first four to eight weeks like? Did you have success pretty quickly? Because you, I mean, you've overcome a lot of like challenges already. Or did you have um, obstacles or you struggled the first couple of weeks? Yeah, I so because I was a single mom and I had a couple foster kids and my own kid and I was running two businesses. I love it when people tell me, "Oh, I'm busy." I'm like, "Dude, you do not know busy." <laughs> so, um, I what I did, I did have a lot of success very quickly, but it's because I treated this the way I treated everything else in my life with diligence and there's a a a uh, line in a book that says, show me a man who is diligent in business and I will show you a man that will stand before kings. And so when I looked at network marketing, I thought, okay, well, here's what we have to do to succeed. They said, make a list. So I did. I jumped in. I went and talked to everybody I could get in front of. And I think, Simon, the reason I had the success that I had was I didn't care if they were joining me. <laughs> like, I'm going here. You can do it with me or you can watch me. Probably a super bad financial decision to watch me. Um, give me your credit card. Let's go do this thing. And so for me, uh, I was moving too quickly to care about the no's and to care about the ones that were, you know, humming and hawing. And honestly, even the maybes, they just went on a, what I call a fence sitters list. So at the end of the week or the end of the month, depending, you know, on your cycle, I had a list of people that I could phone and I call it fence kicking, kick them off the fence, either get in or get out. And so I did have a lot of success quickly. And I don't, you know, I do feel bad for people that struggle in the beginning, but sometimes I feel like that struggle is self-created. Definitely. Now, you said that you had two businesses when you got started. What other? What, what else were you doing? I ran a high-end steakhouse, 150-seat restaurant with 44 staff. Uh, I owned it and operated it. And I also have an interior design company, custom drapery and blind store um, with another seven staff that is also a really large company. And so I uh, owned and operated, did the sales in that company. So I was doing both of those things as well as uh, pastoring in a church and with a youth ministry. And then, of course, my foster kids. Well, and how many foster kids did you have? I had two at that time. Okay, I'm like writing this down. So a lot of people feel like they don't have time. No, you have two foster kids, pastoring a church, owned a, ran a steakhouse, and ran an own interior design company, and you, you had your own daughter, uh, your own child, right? You're, yeah. So as a single parent, how in the world did you have time to build your business? Well, share some time management tips, please. Yeah, this is actually, you know... Simon, one of the things that uh, I developed was a time management course, because I feel like this is one of the big blocks stopping people. Um, but a couple of tips. Number one, you've got to schedule. you got to schedule in, especially as a mom. I mean, guys, you know, you've got to schedule too. But if you're a mom and you're running business or you got a job, you're going to have to schedule in everything. And I'm talking everything. you got to schedule your grocery shopping, your laundry. you got to schedule a date night with your husband or boyfriend. you got to, you know, make sure that you've got all your big 
rocks in your calendar. And when you do that, what I use is a highlighter system. So I highlight it all out so I can see where my blocks of time are. And then I fit my business in there. I also believe in doing business, what I call on the go. So fitting it in the cracks. So for example, if I'm driving kids to school, well, I might sit with them in the car and talk with them about life for 15 minutes on the way there. But on the way back, that's 15 minutes that I can be prospecting. I can be on the phone, booking appointments. And I believe, Simon, if we keep the main thing, the main thing, which is selling and recruiting all day long and not training and hatching our distributors, then you can get a lot more done in a lot less time when you are focused on profit producing activities. Hmm. Uh, talk a little bit about that. I think that's a big trap. More, you know, people work hard to get one or two uh, signups, and then I like the term you use: hatching distributors. They spend all their time. They just, you know, doing things that don't make money, like working with down. I mean, uh, it does make money because duplication, but they spend way too much time training and not enough time prospecting. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, it is a trap. And I've done it both ways. I have built an organization where I was doing everything for everybody, all the training, all the this, all the that. And it is very tiring. And what happens is your check will level off. So um, what you want to do is have a ratio. Actually, Danny Johnson, who I know you've interviewed, uh, she's got a great ratio. It is industry-wide for top producers. So this is a top producer moment if you're taking notes. You know, 80% of your time needs to be spent recruiting and selling. 17, 18% of your time is spent training those people. And the rest of the time, which is like one or two or 3% is spent problem solving or troubleshooting. And so when we do that, uh, what will happen is you'll get a duplication because what you just said, see, here's the, here's the false, uh, conception or idea of duplication. People think, that they need to start somebody and then stop recruiting and train that person to get that person to start somebody. But the first step is correct. Yes, you want to start them and tell them how to go do it. But the second you stop recruiting, that's the second lesson you've taught them. The first Mm. lesson was go get somebody. The second lesson is, oh, stop recruiting and go help somebody. So that does not work. And that will duplicate. And make no mistake, you will get duplication. It's just not the duplication you want. So you want to keep always prostrate. And Greg, you know, you mentioned my husband. What a great example. The guy, you know, is constantly recruiting. I also recruit, but he is a master recruiter. He is constantly, constantly on social media and out and about and recruiting. And that's why we've been able to maintain such a high level of business, you know, for over nine years now. Yes, that's so good. I, you know what? I never um, heard it that way. When Because people model after what you do, right? So when you're training your distributor, just to spend all the time training that person, you're basically teaching them to do the same thing. You're basically Absolutely. killing your duplication because you're teaching them, hey, go sponsor one person and just stop prospecting. Yeah, you bet. And, you know, I, I, I would, if people could just understand that people are going to do what they're going to do, like winners win on a muddy field. You didn't, nobody really taught me how to go do meetings or sponsor people or, I mean, they told me what to do, but they didn't, like, I was in a town where there was, I didn't have leadership in my town. I didn't have, I mean, my closest leadership was 16 hours away and like, I mean, they were on the phone with me, but they didn't like, you know, hold my hand and all that. Winners are going to win even off on a muddy field. So stop trying 
trying to turn you know, a duck into an eagle. If it's a duck, let it be a duck. We love ducks. Ducks are cute. We want them around. But stop trying to push that duck out of a nest that's 120 feet in the air and expect it to fly like an eagle. And that's a major problem, again, with duplication. Just let people do what they're going to do. Show them how to do it. Watch them do it. Watch what they do, not what they say, right? Everybody says they want to be a big time earner, but are they actually taking the action? And then if you learn to work with the workers and allow the other people to just be, maybe they just want to be a part of the team. Let them do that. Man, your life will go so smooth and your business will explode. Mm, definitely. And ML Nation, uh, I mentioned Greg before, Melanie's husband. Uh, definitely check out his show. His show is episode 215. Okay, that came out about like uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. Check out 215. Go to mlnation.net forward slash 215. And you can access his episode there or just put in Greg at the search bar. Um, now let's go back to, I love the term, tennis balls and eggs. So can you share a moment in your past uh, in network marketing? Because you've been, how long have you been in the profession, Melanie? Uh, I've been eight years full time, just over. What is the worst, worst moment for you in network marketing? Where for most people could have been an egg, uh, even for the tennis ball, you bounced and took a. It was hard to bounce back. I want to know the worst, worst moment where most people have quit, but you kept going, and because of that, you learned valuable lessons, and you are where you are today. Well, there's actually two. One was uh, one of my top producers who actually became a very close friend. I would say best friend. I was the godmother to her four kids. Uh, she got into a scenario in her mind where she was creating situations that weren't actually true. I was doing meetings for her because she'd asked me to in, in a public meeting in front of the room, she barged in and claimed that I was trying to steal a rep from her, which made no sense because I was paid the same. It didn't matter where they go. Um, steal a rep from her. She then quit and tried to drag my name through the mud, wrote my husband a letter saying, you need to leave your wife. It was bad. So that was, my heart was broken that day uh, because I really try to believe the best for people. And I thought, man, if that's somebody that I love could do that to me, then what could happen? You know, because it was very public. It was very painful. And then the second Simon was, of course, we built an organization of over 45,000 people and then the company shut down. Hmm. That was a kicker. Yeah. Well, let's go uh, to that, you know, that meeting. You did a public meeting and your friend, supposedly a very close friend, storms in. Uh, the first question is, how did you handle it during the, uh, at that meeting? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very embarrassing moment, right? Like, yeah. some just blurted out. So how did you handle with the audience and how did you carry yourself? Because I think a lot of distributors, especially new, they don't know what to do. They'll freak out. So what did you do? Well, I freaked out. I, uh, oh, it's good that you admit it, right? <laughs> I freaked out. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do? But here's a, here's something that will pay you millions of dollars, not only in network marketing, but in business. You got to have a poker face. It doesn't matter what people say. You know, people will get very high and people will get very low and you need to learn to stay in the middle. And so, because of my past and because I, you know, have had to bounce back so many times, I thought, okay, I gave her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe there, cause I really couldn't understand what she was even saying. It didn't even, she wasn't making, making sense. So mm. I thought in my mind, I thought, okay, well, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. We can work through this. We can get through it. I can allow her the space to go through whatever she's going through and then remove her from the room. And I just said, you know, uh, 
maybe it'd be a really good idea for us to step aside and talk about this. Clearly, everybody in the room, uh, you know, they're here for training and they're here for success. And I want to help them stay focused on that. So why don't we just step outside? And, and thank goodness she did. And I think it was because I did not react, even though my blood pressure was through the roof. I was sweating and I really wanted to choke the life out of her. I just stepped outside and calmly tried to have a conversation. Now, here's the key. She was not willing to calm down and she wanted to be right. And often what happens, we get into the trap of then wanting to be right. And a mentor once told me, you can be right or you can be rich, but you can't be both. So I thought, okay, well, I choose rich, let her be right. And she walked out. Now my heart was still broken. I was still very upset. I still had to go back into the room and smile, right? Because we're professionals. We smile uh, and leave that out of the room. But you know what that taught me, Simon, is that, you know, because people really are going to come and go. And and if you're here in in network marketing for any period of time, it's going to happen a lot. Uh, And you have to decide, are you here for them or are you here for you? Are you here because you're delivering something to the marketplace, changing people's lives, breaking bondage, doing something maybe for God or for yourself or for your family? Or are you here for that person that was a flash in the pan and clearly couldn't control their emotions? And so really, like, it was a big lesson for me, for sure. Wow. So uh, when you stepped out outside the room, um, did someone like one of your leaders just took over the meeting and you stepped out, talked to her and you went back in? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I had, uh, you know, that's a, a good point. You know, you need to have people prepared to do what you do. And so there was a couple leaders in the room. They started with the meeting and thank goodness the meeting was just ending. So by the time I came back in, it was more like the meet and greet, hug and kiss, you know, uh, shake hands at the end of the meeting. And so I didn't really have to pull it together to try and continue training. Um, but clearly there was a lot of upset and the cleanup after something like that is difficult because you try not to de-edify the leader that just had the moment, but then you've also got to say to people like, listen, obviously that person right now is not a person that you need to be spending time with. And so you got to be careful. It was very tricky. And I learned I learned also that you cannot control people's loyalties. There was people that were loyal to her. She'd started them and she'd served them. And that's how you gain influence with people. And even though it was very painful for me to watch them go off with her, knowing that she was going to lead them to destruction, it was very, very hard because I care about those people. I care about the people on my team. However, there was people that showed up in my driveway in tears saying like, will you help me? Because she's clearly lost her marbles and I don't know what to do now because she was my leader, so to speak. So um, it all comes out in the wash. And unfortunately, Simon, the moral of that story is be careful who you follow that lady is no longer in network marketing and a whole bunch of people that were making a lot of money with a lot of success are no longer in network marketing either because of that situation yeah and how much were you earning a month when you when this happened a lot yeah. <laughs> like uh 30 probably thirty thousand. yeah no the reason i asked you that because uh, there's a myth that you know once you hit a certain level life is all about fairy tales and you can sit on the beach and sip on a coconut drink you know, and everything is smooth. And I wanted to thank you for sharing that. It's just like, you know, success is about ups and downs. It never ends. But, oh, and the higher up the ladder you get, the more of your butt is exposed. Yeah, the more of this crap you have to go through, right? But <laughs> You know, and I'll say, Simon, quickly, one thing is that, you know, an entrepreneur is somebody who gets paid to solve problems at a profit. 
So the bigger the problem, the bigger the profit. And that's where we get confused in our minds. We think that, you know, the bigger we get, the easier it gets wrong. If you want a big paycheck, you need to be prepared to handle big problems. And that's how you get the big paycheck. I like it. Entrepreneurs are paid to solve problems for profit. Really good. Uh, and like, yeah, and I love the way you handled it. And I think it was really important for our listeners to hear that. Like, no matter how high, how much you earn, stuff, bad stuff, crap is going to happen. You know, you're going to lose people. People come and go. But it's all about the leader you become. And you handled it well. And you stepped in, stayed in there. And that other person, you know, unfortunately, is not even in the profession anymore. And it goes back to pride and ego, right? Like, I love you said you can be right or be rich. And it's all about pride. You know, totally. It's all about pride. And pride is always the ego. Um, there's a saying like, the ego is not my amigo, right? Yeah, that's, that's good. I like that one. I'm going to steal that. Yeah, there's another one too in terms of relationships. I'm sure you can attest to this. So like, if you're ever in a relationship, like you're married or your spouse, right? You can be right or you can be wrong. Or you can be right or you can be happy. But mm-hmm. rarely can you be both. That's so good. <laughs> so, so good. Uh, really good stuff. You're, um, I love the way you teach and train. I know you have a training course that just, just came out like a couple of days ago, right? Can you share a little bit about it? Oh, yeah. It, I am so excited. Uh, this has been a labor of love for me. You know, obviously, as a leader, we're always developing, you know, systems to make life easier for our new representatives and learning the industry. And of course, for the people that want to become six and seven figure earners, giving them a track to run on. And so what I did, Simon, for the first time ever was launch. Um, and it's been very, very successful. I've already had, by the way, used this system to create six and seven figure earners repeatedly over the last eight years. So this is not something I came up with. This is tried and tested and true battle plan. And it's called Business Launch Pro. And so it's Business Launch Pro School. So people can literally go in and learn not how to join a business, but how to launch it and the exact steps they need. Like, how do you make a money-making list? How do you phone those contacts contacts with posture and be a business developer instead of, you know, the sleazy sales guy? And, you know, how to develop an organization and a business plan. And this is where, you know, I believe the majority of our successes come from. I am big on business plans. You know, if you're in business, traditional business, you do not open the doors without a business plan. If you do, you will fail. It is not going to go well for you. And yet we start home-based businesses with no business plan in place. And so what I've done is develop a business plan model that people can plug into whatever company they're in, whether it's, you know, direct sales, party plan, whatever, doesn't matter. Uh, and teach them step-by-step how to plan their business, how to grow their business, how to scale their business, and things like you said, the time management tricks in there, and how do you get it all done, and, and it goes on. So it's a, the most comprehensive program uh, that I'm aware of, video course online, uh, and what's awesome is that people can go through it at their own pace, and if they get stuck on something, go back and rewatch it as many times as necessary. There's all kinds of checklists and documents and stuff that they need uh, to follow along and really become successful. Hmm, I'm very, uh, you know, it's uh, really good. I think because most people, they join network marketing, they treat it like a hobby. They don't really treat it like a business. Yeah. Right? So in business plan, what's like the minimum, minimum business plan you should have? Do you like, do you like a one-week go, one-week plan? Can you give an example? Oh, no, a year. A year. Yeah. Okay. So the business plan that I like to develop with people, obviously, we, we set 
short-term and long-term goals, but truly in any business, if you think about traditional business, you know, it takes three to five years to become profitable. And yet with a home-based business, we treat it so differently, but it's still business. So we, we need to look at the long-term success of your business and the steps that you need to take over a 12-month period of time to become successful. And over 12 months, you're going to see patterns and ratios appear. You're going to be able to hone your skills and develop what you need to do. And so really, 12 months is kind of a minimum. Uh, fantastic. Where can people uh, listen to learn more about this uh, business launch pro system? Yeah, they can go to melaniegreeno.com. Uh, so my name, melaniegreeno.com, and they'll be able to find it there, uh, as well as there's, uh, you know, obviously on Facebook and Twitter, you can find me there as well. Cool. And the ML Nation, we, on the show notes page, just go to mlnation.net, put in Melanie, M-E-L-A-N-I-E. Uh, and then order links will be there. So that's another way you can access it. Okay? All right. And we'll talk more about it on the recap later. Um, now get back into your story. Was it a specific aha moment or light bulb moment where you, you learned something or something just made sense and then your business really, really took off? Yeah, absolutely. I was in a leadership uh, dinner and uh, there was a leader talking to another leader, I believe. They were discussing some stuff and we were there just listening and taking notes and I was pretty new. Um, and I remember somebody saying that you need to become a business developer that really what we do is develop networks of people. And the larger the network we develop, the more profit we make. And so that took the emotion out of it for me, because often, especially as a woman, you know, we get trapped in the, the oh, Sally doesn't like the product, you know, and it's like, well, Sally's just clearly not a fit for the network. So it shifted my mindset away from trying to please everybody to literally building a network. So I started doing that in my mind, almost like Legos are connecting the dots, you know, molecules and science, uh, building out a network. And then the second thing was five-star players. In another conversation that we were sitting in on to learn, um, there was one leader talking about a moment when they realized they'd been recruiting, uh, you know, one or two-star players, meaning people that don't follow through, don't have discipline, don't necessarily have the money to get started. And they started recruiting five-star players. And at that moment, I thought, hot dog, that is what we need to teach is five-star players. Now, the beautiful part about a five-star player, Simon, is that they don't, they don't crash on your dreams. You know, when you share a win- with a winner, when you share with a winner your dream, they'll cheer you on, encourage you, help you in any way possible. They're not going to tear it out from underneath your feet. And so it really creates an environment where you're sharing with people and you learn to network at a much higher level and your business just becomes so much easier. So by five-star players, you're talking about entrepreneurial people, people who are driven or great attitude, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Great attitude, entrepreneurial. They may be working a job, but still you know, like to hustle and make extra money. Uh, good attitude. They're disciplined. They follow through. They do what they say they're going to do. And they have the money uh, to start and maintain their business over time. So what's one or two tips to attract these five stars? Because everyone wants to get these people, right? No one wants to get the one or two stars. So how do we get these winners? How, or how do you get the winners to pay attention to you? Be a five-star player. Birds of a feather flock together. And your only goal in network marketing, in my opinion, should be to become a five-star player. And if you're a, a one right now, you will not attract five stars. And even if you do, they won't work with you because they can recognize their kind. 
And so if you want to run with the, you know, lions, then you need to act like a lion and, and you can act your way into being a five-star player. You don't have to start there. So you need to develop your mind. You need to read business books, read personal development books, go to seminars. Man, it makes me crazy when people are like, oh, I don't need to go to no seminar. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and you need to go repeatedly. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we go to four or five a year minimum. We have a coach that, you know, kicks our butt because all of us slip into weak mental states, you know, and I think another thing too is stop acting and talking like a broke person. And that can be the number one defining thing in your business because when you're acting and talking like a broke person, no one's going to follow you. And if you don't know what a broke person sounds like, you might be one of them. So I would find, you know, get around um, some people that are not talking like that. A great book is James Allen, um, As a Man Thinketh. It shows you how to examine the words that are coming out of your mouth. Your words have power, man. And we've got to, you know, really speak life and speak abundance. And five-star players are attracted to that. Mm, I like that. I think the easiest way you said it is just don't talk like a broke person. Broke people, yep. they complain. They're negative. They talk about meaningless things like the weather or, you know, um, Oh, the gossip, the sister-in-law. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe my family member did this. They're gossiping, talking about really trivial issues. Absolutely. Really good. What is your most proudest moment in network marketing, Melanie? My proudest moment in network marketing would probably be the first time I was asked to speak on stage at the national convention in front of about 6,000 people. Um, that was a big moment for me. Uh, you know, all the other speakers on stage were like 20 year veterans and, you know, Greg and I had been in maybe like, I'm going to say like three or four years and we were like number three in the company worldwide. And so that was a major, major proud moment. And the first million dollar mark, the first time we hit a million dollars, it was like, dang, that's pretty cool. Um, you had talked about self-development, a great way to uh, become like a five-star player, right? And you recently wrote a book that you co-authored. Uh, can you share a little about the art and science of success? Volume yeah, two. absolutely. Um, you know, the art and science of success was co-authored with Matt Morris and we um, gathered together about 20 authors to tell their success stories so that you could learn from multiple venues, people, walks of life. And it's really powerful and inspiring for those that are trying to change their life. So um, it really was like a, almost like a chicken soup for the soul kind of book, but really focused on average, ordinary people's success and what they did to achieve it. Fantastic. And ML Nation, Matt Morris has been on ML Nation. He was actually one of the first episodes ever, episode eight. And it's a classic. You can definitely check that out. Uh, just go to mlnation.net forward slash 008 for Matt Morris's show. What can a dollar get you nowadays? Definitely not Starbucks and probably not even a bagel with cream cheese. Your best a dollar investment is a seven-day trial to MLM Nation Insider. For just $1, you can have access to all my implementation guide trainings, such as how to create shareable social media posts, how to run your first home meeting, how to do your first one-on-one -on -one meeting, and much more for just one buck. These courses are normally $47, but with your dollar trial, you can get them all for free for seven days. Go check it out at mlnationinsider.com. That is mlmnationinsider.com. Thank you so much for sharing, Melanie. Some, as we wrap up, some really quick questions to pick your brain. And these can be uh, short answers, okay? You bet. 
First one is, what is your one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Anything is possible for those who believe. Mm. Who's that by? God. Uh, I like that. <laughs> what is one habit that's helped you become successful? Faith and knowing I can do anything, staying solid in my mind and focused on the fact that it is possible. Mm. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Do not lose your uh, energy. Do not change to make other people happy or fit in. Mm, that's very good. What's one way you lose your energy? Just for people who don't understand that. Um, I'm really high energy and fired up, and I usually say what's on my mind. You and can not tell, a, by the way. Not a, not everybody loves that. So a lot of people try to dull me down and put out my light. And um, actually, you know what? One of our mentors, who was the owner of one of the companies we were in, uh, or the first company we were in, said to me after I had been railroaded by a lawyer, uh, he came up to me and he said, actually, what he said was, Melanie, don't ever lose your piss and vinegar. Don't change for anybody. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um What's your favorite prospecting tool you use? Say, so say you um, have a qualified prospect, right? What do you, um, what do you use? Do you send them an online video? Do you send them a brochure? Do you do a webinar? What, would you, what do you like to use? I like video and I like one-on-one presentations. If they're my personal contacts, I go sit down with them one-on-one and uh, do the presentation and or video if I can't get to them. Okay, if you're doing a one-on-one presentation, what tool do you use? Do you use like a flip chart, slides, or... I've used both. I've used a flip chart, which I love. I have a one-sheet presentation that I do that's probably my favorite. What is one of your favorite apps or you have an online resource, like a Dropbox or Evernote, that you could recommend? Mm, I use a lot of apps, Simon. I think probably, um, yeah, we use Dropbox a lot. And I think that um, Basecamp is one of my favorites. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. Um, You're talking about As a Man Thinkers by James Allen before, and also your book that you co-authored. Is there another one or two books that you could recommend to ML Nation? Yeah, Developing the Leaders Around You by John Maxwell. Uh, a phenomenal book changed my life, changed the way I looked at business, and Motivation Manifesto. Fantastic. And ML Nation, I know you love audio because you listen to the show. So you can get an amazing free audiobook at MLMNationBook.com. MLMNationBook.com. Now, Melanie, here's the last question the million dollar question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So you didn't know your family, didn't know your kids, you didn't know Greg, no one. You're kind of like an alien that went to another planet, but they spoke English. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you would do or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? I would go introduce myself to every local business owner in the community find out how I could get referrals for them and what would help them grow their business. I would then develop those relationships very quickly, by the way, not in like six months, but in a week or two, drop in with them, say, hi, how's business? Maybe, you know, bring them coffee, cookies, a card or whatever. And then I would put them on my list and I would do what I do, call my list, get them started and get them referring people. I like that. So simple. Everyone loves coffee and cookies. 
Totally. Yeah. Uh, that's been fantastic. Thank you so much, Melanie. As we wrap up, any last words of advice? And then what's the best way listeners can connect with you? Can you just give your website again? Yeah, absolutely. Best words of advice would be decide that you can and you will, and you are your own worst enemy. So the only person you have to outsmart is you, and you need to do it every day, and sometimes you need to do it every minute. So if you can encourage yourself, you are going to be your own best champion. And you can and uh, find me at MelanieGreeno.com, MelanieGreeno.com, and like I said, on Facebook, Twitter, social media. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you'll be hanging out with Melanie Greeno. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Melanie. That's M-E-L-A-N-I-E at the search bar. And the show notes and all the links and nuggets of wisdom that Melanie shared will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So Melanie, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you. And we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Melanie, and God bless you. Thanks, Simon. Do you want to know the foolproof follow-up formula or three elements of fast-growing organizations or my co-market recruiting secrets? You can get these $47 courses along with all my other $47 trainings for only $1 by taking a seven-day trial to MLM Nation Insider. Go to MLMNationInsider.com for the special trial offer. Again, MLMNationInsider.com for the special $1 trial. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. And here's a recap and review for a great show from Melanie Greeno. Go to MLMNation.net, put in Melanie, M-E-L-A-N-I-E. Okay, M-E-L-A-N-I-E, Green. Uh, and you see it, Melanie Greeno. You also see, uh, check out her husband's show as well. That was episode 215 with Greg Greeno. Super power couple. And actually, if you go, if you haven't listened to Greg's episode, he shares how they met through network marketing. I, you know, I love asking those stories um, <laughs> to learn about how couples meet. But anyway, a lot of aha moments here. Number one, time management, right? She has two foster kids. Pastoring a church, owned a steakhouse, and owned interior design, had her own kid, but made it happen. How? By schedule. Again, schedule. Make sure you plan things out. Use a schedule. And always keep the main thing the main thing. That was a big moment. I don't know if you're paying attention to that. 80% of your time should be spent recruiting and selling. 80%, 17% training, and one, the rest of the time, 1% to 3% troubleshooting. A lot of distributors, they spend once you know they spend all their time troubleshooting. Oh, what's the problem? Complaining, or they spend all the time once you get a new distributor training. And actually, that's the worst training you can you're doing because your new distributor always models after what you did to them, right? So if they see oh you're dropping all your prospecting during prime prospecting hours, prime time where you should be prospecting to train them, spend all the time with them, and even they're not doing much, you're still spending time. They think that's what, even if they get one person, that's what they're going to do. And what's going to happen is your organization is going to grow super slow because they're not an income producing. At 80% of your time, should be spent on recruiting and selling, prospecting. Thank you, Melanie, for sharing that. Um, this is probably the best, best, you know, uh, what do you call it, metaphor. You're a tennis ball, not an egg. And you're guaranteed to crash, okay? But you bounce back. You go down. Entrepreneur roller coasters because ups and downs. And Melanie defined it. Entrepreneur is someone paid to solve problems for profit. So you want problems. 
because you get to make money. There's no problems. There's no money to be made, right? And you know, and, and thank you to Melanie for sharing what happened because uh, what she went through, like her friend in public, just uh, imagine that storming the media, shouting and saying all this stuff. That's brutal. That's tough, right? Uh, but she handled it really well. And so that's just the way she handled it, being poker face. She didn't react. That's a good, good lesson to be there. And remember, you can be right or you can be rich. Don't let ego and pride get in the way. Um, look for five-star players. How do you how do you get five-star players by being a five-star player? ML Nation, you are a five-star player right now because you're listening to the show, right? Number one, first step is develop your mind. Grow yourself. Go to seminars. You know, they go to five, seven, four to five seminars um, a year. Go to events. Go to events. Not, you know, it could be network marketing events. Go to other business events. Grow your mind. And the easiest way is just don't talk like a broke person, right? Brother broke people, you know, you probably know them. They complain. They're negative. They talk about the weather. They talk about gossip. They talk about the news. But successful people talk about bigger picture things. Not what's going on in the news. Bigger picture. Maybe trends. Maybe... Um, the future, forecasting the future, what's going to happen. Talk about success stories, the positive. And a great book that she's talking about is As a Man Thinketh. By, it's a classic by James Allen. A couple other things is, um, the last two things is, you know, Melanie and her husband have a coach. Okay, Or top performers have coaches. So do you have a coach? And a lot of times you need a coach that's not, that's not necessarily your upline, your upline leg. Someone that's not afraid to tell you the truth, what's real and what's what you need to shape up with. That is something you need. Right? And, or top performers. We've talked about, we've done over 200 something episodes here that we've seen that occur. A lot of top performers, they all have a coach. They may have a life coach, a personal coach. You know, think about this. If you go to the gym, you may have a fitness trainer. So you need like a business trainer as well. Someone to give you another perspective on things. The last thing is, uh, you know, in the million dollar question, she talked about what you do. Go to meet business owners and give referrals, provide value. Help, 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 provide value. That's how you get someone's attention. Provide value. And she talked about you can also go in there, just bring coffee and cookies. You know, or coffee and donuts because everyone loves coffee and donuts, the stuff that makes people happy. Find ways to provide value, connect, and then people see you or Mac as a five-star player because most people don't do that. So great show by Melanie Greeno. Make sure you reach out to her. Go to mlmnation.net. Look for Melanie. And if you like this, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. The order reviews mean a lot, just to me, but to, to our team. But also helps other distributors find the show. So please be a giver and do that. And thanks for sharing. Thanks for listening. Thanks again, Melanie Greeno. Go check out her website. Okay, go to mlnation.net. Go to Melanie. Um, and then you see all the links there. Definitely connect with her. She and her husband, super power couple out in Vancouver and Canada. Awesome, awesome leaders. Reach out to them. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, ML Nation, for listening. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. 